The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthCare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome and thank you for joining us today on C. diff spores and more, Global Broadcasting Network. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash C. diff radio. Today we welcome our guest, Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics, joining us to discuss Rebiotics, the leader in unlocking the benefits of microbiota restoration therapy, MRT. At this time, I would like to welcome Lee Jones to the program. And Lee, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Nancy, for inviting me. It's great to talk to you again and to work with the C. diff Foundation again. Well, thank you. We're just so glad that you were able to be here today with us, and we look forward to learning more about all the great things about rebiotics. Let's start out with, um, Lee, if you wouldn't mind telling us, how did you take on and develop and now lead a biotechnology company? Well, it's been an interesting road for me. I've been in the medical products uh, arena for over 30 years, And when I got introduced to the microbiome space, I became so enthusiastic about that that I decided to uh, change my focus and start working with the microbes. So I I, uh, have developed a number of products in my lifetime in new arenas and just saw this as a, a great opportunity to bring new therapies to people who otherwise maybe not had an adequate treatment. Exactly. We're just so glad that you took that path and been where the road has led you, and we're grateful for that. And if you wouldn't mind telling us, um, when was Rebiotics formed, and what was the process you had to go through to create the company? So I learned about uh, fecal transplants as a technology back in 2011 when I was working with uh, some people at the University of Minnesota who called this technology to my attention. At the time... You know, I, I really hadn't thought about turning this into a business, but the more I got into it, the more enthusiastic I became. So in 2011, I found um, some other partners, and the three of us joined forces, got the company funded, and as part of that process, I went through a, a business plan competition called the Minnesota Cup, and what that did was allowed me to put the business plan around this process together and present it to other business people and get get uh, advice around it. And once that happened and I had a solidified business plan, 
my partners and I then went forward and, and raised money. This particular company is really interesting because it we, we are the first company to bring a microbiological product through the FDA. And so as part of developing this business, there was no precedent in the industry. You know, I've been in medical devices and I had worked on cellular, cellular therapy, so there's some prescribed things that you do in this particular company in this particular technology arena, all that was brand new, so we had to develop a lot of that on, on our own. But it's been fun and interesting. It certainly has, and thanks for sharing that with us. And Lee, if you can tell us about Rebiotics and exactly what are you working on? Well, today we're developing a microbiota-based drug. The microbiome, uh, If you, you may be aware, Nancy, but maybe some of the people listening to this may not be aware, is a collection of of microbes and other organisms that reside within, in our case, a human being and in the gut area that that are compro- composed of trillions of different uh, microbes that actually interact with a human to keep us healthy. So we live in symbiosis with these microbes, even though the microbes are, are not technically human tissue, and they've evolved with us uh, over the millennia. If a person has a, a normal kind of microbiome with a normal distribution, they tend to be healthy, and if if something disrupts that microbiome, they can have a disease as a result. So today at Rebiotics, what we are doing is to to try to restore the microbiome in those people that are ill, and in particular, people who have suffered from recurrent uh, Clostridium difficile infection, which I know that you're very familiar with. So our goal was to develop a standardized, stabilized, FDA-approved product that would grant wide access to people who had C. diff and had failed standard therapies. So that's what we're working on is a product to help um, people that have had multiple episodes of Clostridium difficile disease and are you know, kind of out of options. Exactly, and they are running out of options, and we're so grateful that you are here and are doing the work that your the Rebiotics is working on. And Lee, what is the problem you are really solving um, besides, you know, the the groundbreaking of um, the C. difficile infection? Well, what we've learned, and of course, what the research community has learned with fairly recently, probably in the last several years, is that antibiotics, when people take them, they do more than just try to treat a disease that that person might be having. So if you have an ear infection, you take antibiotics, that antibiotic might cure your ear infection, but also causes other problems. And what what we've learned is that antibiotics actually disrupt the microbiome in the intestines of, of people, uh, some antibiotics worse than others. C. diff is, or Clostridium difficile inf- infection is caused by an organism that takes advantage of that, what's called dysbiosis, of the lack of of the normal microbes in the gut and populates it and then throws off a toxin which causes severe symptoms. So in, in the past, what's happened is that people take more antibiotics to treat that disease so it kills off the C. diff organism, but it also causes more damage to the microbiome. And C. diff, being an opportunistic infection, can regrow and reinfect that person. And humans generally don't have a lot of resistance to that disease. You know, like if you have chickenpox once, you most likely won't get it again. But in the case of C. diff, we don't develop a normal immunity. And so it, as a human, uh, it, it um, can recur. 
what we're trying to do is instead of trying to attack the organism and make that go away, we repopulate the person's intestinal tract with a variety of microbes so that that patient or that person who would be at risk for that disease can actually fight the disease off themselves. It doesn't allow the Clostridium difficile to grow and then cause the symptoms. So that that's what we're trying to do is we're creating a drug product that will be able to uh, repopulate that person with a, a live variety of microbes that will then allow them to, uh, to maintain health and, and uh, resist disease. That's really interesting, Lee, and thank you so much for explaining that to our global listeners. And Lee, can you tell me about the rebiotics platform called MRT, the Microbiota Restoration Therapy? Sure. When I first got started in this uh, arena back in 2011, what I had heard about was fecal transplants. And I have to say, Nancy, that I thought that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that somebody would want to take fecal material from one person and, and put it into another person to try to cure disease until I learned about the microbiome and the wide variety of microbes and, and the, the way it all worked together. So having done some homework and looking at the pros and cons of fecal transplant and, and what that meant, um, to me I thought if we could take the microbes out of the fecal material process them, preserve them, and put them in a patient-friendly um, delivery system where anybody could take advantage of this and that takes a, all the, the doctors out of it and the donors out of it, et cetera, make it easy to use, then we could really solve uh, the C. diff problem. So we call our platform uh, microbiota restoration therapy. We take the microbes from fecal material again, and, and preserve them as closely as we can to resemble the original, uh, you know, fecal mix so that, that we can deliver a broad spectrum of these microbes back to the person uh, and restore them uh, to health. So our platform is called MRT, Microbiota Restoration Therapy. And from that platform, then, we've had the ability to look at a variety of disease states and, and make it easy for people to do research. Uh, so hopefully that helps a little bit in describing what, you know, what we're doing. Yes, it certainly does. And it also um, lets our listeners know the difference between the MRT and how it differs from just a fecal transplant, which is really important to know. It really is different than a fecal transplant because in, in a fecal transplant world, Typically, a physician will work with a, a patient, and a, a patient will have a donor, and it's sort of a one-up type process, and it becomes very difficult, you know, if that donor isn't adequate or the patient doesn't know anybody, to be able to deliver this therapy to a patient in a timely way. We wanted to remove all those barriers, and in order to do that, had to develop, you know, the microbes, the way to process them as a drug product, to do the quality test to make sure that they were that there was a standard dose given to someone each and every time, just as, a, as any other drug product would be. Our promise to the patient is that we're going to be giving them something that's safe and effective, and so we've embarked upon developing this product to be that versus fecal transplants, which tend to be you know, one-up, and you're really not quite sure what you're getting. Exactly. And Lee, before we go to break, can you just briefly um, describe the RBX2660 and how it is different from other products? 
Sure. Just briefly, in the RBX 2660, we've designed that to mimic uh, fresh fecal material as close as we can. In other words, we have a broad spectrum of microbes. We've done quite a bit of testing to make sure that we've got capturing as many of those and we can preserve those in a live state for a long period of time. The product is packaged in a ready-to-use enema bag so that uh, anybody, a nurse practitioner or any healthcare practitioner can deliver it to the patient. It doesn't require any special tools or equipment or or any... It's it's more similar to a a person going in and getting a flu shot. In this case, they would go in and get this therapy and go home. And... and, um, it's delivered to the, the physician in a ready-to-use format, so there's no mixing or no uh, manipulating it in any way. Other people are also have developed products similar to this that require a, a more patient preparation. Sometimes it requires anesthesia or may, may need a colonoscopy to deliver the product. We took all that away and tried to make it as simple for the healthcare pr- practitioner and as safe and easy to use on the patient as possible. Okay, and Lee, uh, our listeners can find out more by visiting your website at www.rebiotix.com. We are going to take a brief uh, pause here for commercial break, and when we return, we will continue learning more about Rebiotics, the leader in unlocking the benefits of microbiota restoration therapy, MRT. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Join us on September 20th in Atlanta, Georgia for the 4th Annual International Raising C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo. Visit the C. diff Foundation website at cdifffoundation.org for event details or contact the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 for additional information. Again, the website is cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing. Number one in infection prevention. For additional information on handwashing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-CDIF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against CDF 
and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It is a pleasure to re- reintroduce Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics, back to our program. Welcome back, Lee. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Before break, we were discussing the history of Rebiotics and the problems you are solving with the platform MRT and the product RBX2660. Lee, we understand that Rebiotics focuses a great deal on patient safety and efficacy, and we'd like to know, how has the FDA recognized this important product? Well, when we started working on this, remember, Nancy, I told you earlier that the FDA were the first company to take this product through the FDA, but there was a lot of history on fecal transplants in the past. What was unknown and not recorded was safety. So a major part of our program is to understand the impact of this product on patients and to measure the, the safety and make sure that we're delivering something, again, that we promised was safe and efficacious. Yeah, we've been working with the FDA since 2012 to develop this product, and with interaction with them, uh, they have given us some special status through in the FDA, and that's uh, fast track, which means that it's important enough to be able to to make sure it gets special um, recognition by the FDA. We are looking at an orphan drug, so the patients that we tend to treat have uh, have multiple recurrences of Clostridium difficile infection. So there's a fairly small number, probably about 100,000 each year in the U.S., and that's considered a small number in the drug world, so they, they gave us the orphan status for that product. And then because the efficacy is potentially so high compared to the standard of care therapy, remember these are people that have tried antibiotics and have failed and tried it again and failed and tried it again and failed, and so they're at a point where there's not a lot of options for them. Because there's so much promise for this particular product, the FDA has also granted us um, breakthrough therapy status. And that's wonderful. And we congratulate you, Lee, on the orphan drug status and also on your breakthrough therapy. And we are just so excited for this therapy to come to light. And we wanted to discuss with you a little bit more about your clinical uh, trials going on and about the PUNCH CD clinical program. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Sure. For any drug product that goes through the FDA, it goes through a variety of stages. Uh, And primarily regarding clinical trials on people, uh, and the goal here is to really understand and define the safety and efficacy of the product. And typically it's done, done in comparison with what uh, a person would normally receive. So we've developed a robust clinical program and have tested this product in a variety of ways. The first trial that we had we called the PUNCH-CD clinical trial. 
that was a, an open-label trial, meaning everybody in the trial got the therapy. And the purpose between of that therapy or that trial was to determine, you know, are there any unwanted side effects of this therapy? Is there anything that we should know? How does it work? How effective is it? You know, how do the patients feel? So that was the first trial that we did. Uh, the second trial was done, um, it's called the PUNCH-CD2. And that trial was different than the first one in that it, it had what's called a placebo arm. So it was considered a randomized double-blind, placebo-controlled trial, which means that the patients coming into the trial were randomized, you know, selected randomly to participate in, in different treatment regimens. They didn't know what they were receiving because the product was blinded to them. Their doctors didn't know what they were receiving either. And the reason you do that is because you don't want somebody to go, oh, you know, I got the product, so I feel better knowing I got the product. You really want to test it without them knowing what it is so that the reactions and the and the outcomes are real, and you know whether or not your works. So that that um, particular trial was complete. Uh, it was we did it in um, 21 clinical sites, both in the U.S. and Canada, with the again of seeing whether our product could work in multiple different places and multiple types of people and multiple physicians could do it. You don't want to have a product where only one person in the whole world can deliver it successfully. So we've run these trials, and we have um, and are in process with the third clinical trial as we speak. Well, that's wonderful. And, and Lee, why do you feel clinical trials are important for new drug treatments, such as the RBX-2660? In, you know, people get very enthused, especially people who have, you know, really horrible diseases. You see a lot of work going on in cancer or, you know, other ther- other disease areas where, People are at the end of their rope. They've tried a bunch of things, and so they're they're looking for that new one thing that can cure them. Sometimes people get so excited, and and the media hypes it up so much that people believe something works, even if it hasn't been proven. In the case of RBX 2660, the whole microbiome field has has just really gotten lots of hype, and we think it's very important that clinical trials on new drugs are run so that you can actually see whether or not the therapy works. People can spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of hope and energy on something that ultimately doesn't doesn't work, and we didn't want that to happen here. So clinical trials go a long way towards sorting out which therapies are actually going to be work, that work and are worthwhile, and which ones that aren't. So since this is new, I think it's really important to run clinical studies on these types of products. Yes, we agree with you 100%, and you're doing it so, um, you know, eloquently and just so, you know, with safety, patient safety uh, in the forefront, and we appreciate that too. And Lee, how can patients find out and get involved with clinical trials for C. difficile infections and the RBX2660? One place that we talk about getting uh, people involved, there's a website called clinicaltrials.gov. Typically on that website, all the trials that are run for, you know, generally FDA studies are posted on there and are uh, easy for people to search. That's one way because it talks about how to get involved. Uh, through their physicians, a number of the different clinical sites know, that we have posted on our website so people can look and see if there's a person in their area. Often um, family members contact us directly and we can 
and and put them in a direction where they could be evaluated for those clinical trials. But it does take some work on their part. We do, you know, try to advertise and to, you know, make sure that people have ways to find out about them. Exactly. And they also find it under the Clinical Studies tab on the cdifffoundation.org. Correct. So, I'm sorry, Nancy. I should have oh mentioned no. that right away. That's okay. No, no, that's fine. We're just glad to partner and to be part of it and to help uh, patients learn more about your clinical studies because they have run out of options. And it's always nice to be able to direct them to you for additional assistance. And we thank you for that, really. Well, thank you. And, Lee, how has C. difficile impacted your life directly? You know, surprisingly enough, fairly strongly, I had a couple of episodes. My sister had recurrent clostridium difficile uh, disease after she had had a gallbladder surgery, and, and this went on for months. I, I didn't really understand, you know, what she talked about, and, and then it came back a year later after she thought she'd finally beaten it. My mother, who lived in a nursing home, I was called by the nurse who said, hey, your mom's got this, you know, diarrhea disease, and I went and looked at her, and I thought she was going to die. But I didn't know at the time that that's what they had. I didn't learn about that really and understand it until I got involved with with uh, rebiotics. Well, I'm so sorry that, you know, you had family members and loved ones that were also touched with C. diff. And we can understand and, you know, we under we understand how that can actually fuel the fire and provide the passion for you to do all that you're doing for these patients. And thank you so much. Well, and thank you for the C. diff Foundation because I can tell you, you know, without groups like yours, Nancy, you know, we we have a limited contact with people because of the nature of our work. We're not allowed to know who the people are that we're treating. We don't know them by name. They have a number. We don't talk to them personally. We only hear about them through the the, the physicians that are treating them. But you're on the front line, and I can tell you just from my limited experience how much these people suffer, and they need a voice, and they need an advocate, which is what you can do. You know, we're limited by the again, by the rules, but but without groups like you bringing it forward, I know that a lot of these people, their lives are disrupted, destroyed. They don't have any place to go. And I know we recommend the CDF Foundation, and we have that on our website too, because these people need a place where some understand their, the suffering they're going through to try to help point them in the direction where maybe they can get them help. Exactly. And thank you so much for that. And right now we are receiving over 3,000 phone calls a, a year on our hotline. And yes, they're suffering terribly. And we do the best we can. And, you know, we when we, we actually guide them back over to clinical trial studies that um, because they have run out of options. So, but Lee, before we go to break, um, can you answer the, the next question is FDA plays a big part in getting approval to sell a drug product like yours. One of the regulatory status with the FDA on your product, RBX2660, and what will, what will be your continued process plan? Well, currently we are in the process of working towards getting FDA approval. Again, as I mentioned before, there's a series of clinical trials we need to go to, and we have to apply for that with the FDA. The FDA has recognized that C. diff is an urgent problem. In fact, um, they're, they're so concerned about people having access that they've issued several guidances regarding uh, microbial therapies because they want to make sure people have an opportunity to have the treatment 
before a product like ours gets on the market. So they're they're torn between, you know, making sure patients are treated adequately, patients have the right safety, and they've been very helpful to us to try to usher us along through this process because I think they realize that a, a standardized, stabilized product like we have could be very helpful and in filling the gap between the people that have access now and, and what they and the people they want to have access in the future. Well, I thank you so much for that, Lee. And right now we're going to take a brief uh, commercial break. Uh, we thank Lee for sharing this important information with our global listeners. And before we pause for the break, um, we'd like to thank our and extend our gratitude to Clorox Healthcare again, uh, and also to Saris Therapeutics, Rebiotics, and Summit Therapeutics for being a platinum sponsor of the fourth annual International Raising C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place on September 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. Through their participation and of all the sponsors participating, they provide support for the Foundation's dedicated mission in educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety and support worldwide. We will now pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue learning more about Rebiotics, the leader in unlocking the benefits of microbiota restoration therapy, MRT, with Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at 1-844-4CDF. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4CDIF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against CDF and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for CDF infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising CDF awareness and help save lives. Donate today. 
visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. You are listening to C. Diff Spores and More. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. Diff Spores and More, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce to you Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics. Welcome back to the program, Lee. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome, and thank you so much again for joining us. And Lee, um, would you be able to tell us a little about about your donor program? Sure. You know, our product is developed from microbes that we harvest from human stool, and in order to get human stool, you have to have someone willing to donate it. Uh, we've spent the last three years working with the FDA and developing a donor program where. The product, the donated stool that comes in, um, we have to characterize, we have to test, we have to make sure the donors are very healthy. Again, because there's a concern about safety and and this is a new therapeutic arena. So nobody really knows if the donor has an impact and what that might be. So we've spent a great deal of time and energy testing the donors, uh, developing, you know, a whole panel of pathogens that we look for and then we make sure that um, we, when we put the product in a patient, we, we also follow them, in this case up to two years, to see if there's any kind of disease transmission or anything else. So uh, um, it's, it's a very intense, you know, time-consuming, expensive program, but I think it's, it's really worthwhile. It is. And Lee, how, how do you know exactly what to test a donor for? That evolves as time goes on. Uh, the whole in- infectious disease area is quite interesting, and, and normal human beings, you know, can harbor a, an organism, and sometimes they they can bring it in with food, and it can go away, or sometimes they can get infected, and maybe they have it, but they they don't show any symptoms. So what's happened over time is we started out with a, a list of tests that the FDA we and agreed with the FDA to do based on, on some work that uh, a, a group of physicians had done. Over time, we've gotten more uh, creative about under, uh, looking at these tests and looking at the donors. We've added some additional tests. Uh, we found, interestingly enough, that, uh, and, and actually have presented papers on this, that healthy humans walking around who you might see healthy with no symptoms at all may be carrying uh, disease, diseases that you don't want to transmit to somebody. For example, uh, E. coli 0157 is an organism that everybody associates with severe symptoms. Uh, we had one donor who tested positive for that, was a carrier for that, but not symptomatic, and that was the first case that anybody had reported. So uh, it, it evolves as we learn about new organisms that are coming in or maybe outbreaks. We add those tests to our donor program. We test each and every stool donation for pathogens, and we test blood, the, the donors on a periodic basis for um, you know, HIV and Hep C, other things that m- we might be concerned about transmitting. Okay, so you stay in contact with your donors? Oh, yes. 
there are people actually we develop fairly good relationships with. And surprisingly enough, we we thought that would be a very difficult part of the program because the the donors have to come to our facility and donate. You have to, have a, which would be in a police terms, chain of custody. We have to know mm-hmm. that that fecal sample came from that donor because we do so many tests on the person and have a, a medical history and we track them day to day. So we have some donors in our program that have been with us for a couple of years and we have more people volunteering to donate than we can accommodate in our program. So we get to know them. They come in our office. We have a, a setup. You know, they help themselves to our coffee. <laughs> so we, we actually feel like they're part of our company. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful that you know them and you and you keep uh, a record of them and how their health is. And I think and it actually helps them too because they're more conscious about. It. They know that what they're doing is helping somebody else. And exactly, so they, exactly. And they eat better. They they act better. It's, it's a two way street, actually. Exactly. And donating fecal material versus blood, for example, it is different, and the the testing is different. Yeah, what, one of the questions has been, you know, does the donor influence the outcome of the disease? So, for example, if when we first got started, there was a, a belief that if someone, you know, failed a therapy, a, a microbial restoration therapy dose that they would need a different donor because it was the fault of the donor. The donor wasn't good enough or that there should be super donors. So one of the things that we've done through our clinical program is we've randomized the patients to the donor. They ask the question, does the donor matter? And then if a person needed a second dose of product, we randomized them again. As a result, we had some people that had the you know, different donors, some people that had the same donor twice, some people had in fact, one person had the same product twice. And what we found is that the donor doesn't make any difference, that it's really about the host, the patient host. And we've done that in both of our ongoing or both of our clinical trials uh, and have found the same result. So it's more a matter of making sure that we have a product that meets our specifications. And when we have that product and we have a, a consistent donor pool, we find that the product works exactly as we expected. Wonderful. And Lee, how does RBX 2660 safety compare to other stool banks? You know, I can't say anything about the other stool banks or, or stool banks in general you know, because our product is a drug product and we're going through all the testing. We actually collect data uh, through an IND, an investigational new, new drug process with the FDA. So each of the patients that get treated with our product have a diary. Every day post-treatment, they're asked, you know, do you have this, do you have that, do you have all these different complications? So we solicit adverse events from the people, and then at each visit, each phone call, they're asked about what happens to them. Interestingly enough, in a clinical trial, when you're asking these types of questions, anything that happens to that person gets recorded. So... You know, you may have somebody that falls down the stairs or breaks their hip or whatever. That's recorded as an adverse event. At the end of all this recording, that data is analyzed to look for trends. Uh, you know, is there, is there, do all the people that get your product fall down, for example? Um, and there are some things that, you know, are so, maybe associated with the products and some things not. After all that data is analyzed, we have a very good understanding of the safety of our product. Our concern is that stool banks, that exist out in, in the rest of the country are really selling product, but they're not gathering the safety data. 
So I don't think it, that they're doing people a favor by just treating people without really looking at the effects of, of their product. Okay, exactly. And Lee, do donors, I know you had touched on this before, but donors, do they need to be matched up to the patient? No, you know, that's, it gets back to your question you asked earlier, Nancy, about the difference between stool donation and blood donation. You know, of course, over time, people realized that there were certain characteristics of blood that you had to match with, with the person you're putting the blood into. Because if you didn't do that, they didn't do very well. Stool is different, and so the, the microbes are pretty similar among people. And, is, and there isn't that same, at least that we've been able to understand, uh, matching characteristic. So it's more generic. It's more about, put, you know, preserving them and collecting them, making sure that the donor is healthy. But other than that, there's not a, a really a, a big donor effect. And so they okay. don't need to be matched, the patient. Oh, that's really good to know. We get that question a lot. So thank you so yeah, much I for answering it. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, Lee, the future of rebiotics is bright. And how do you see MRT changing the way certain diseases are treated? Right. It's a really good question, Nancy, because we have high hopes for MRT. You know, the whole area of microbiota therapeutics has just blossomed in the last few years. I'm sure that you see it every day, too, because I'm sure, like you said, you're getting questions. Uh, you know, because fecal material is easy to, to gather, research is going on at an unprecedented level uh, across a whole variety of disease states. What we're seeing is that uh, some things that are working and some things aren't. Some might need more science. But at the end of the day, there's great promise for, this, for microbial restoration therapy. We ourselves are testing it in a variety of disease states. Uh, per, you know, C. diff is our principal focus, but we have tried this uh, and gathered data on other uh, conditions, such as um, people who are carriers of vancomycin-resistant enterococcus, which this is another microbe that, if it gets into the bloodstream, can cause a serious blood infection that is, is resistant to antibiotic treatment. So I think that that this could be not just our product, but the whole field could be opening the door to a whole new way that medicine is, is delivered over the future. And I, I have to say, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen over time. Yeah, we all are. And uh, even in the media, there is so much media right now going on and, um, you know, producing and um, highlighting the microbiota research. And it's a very exciting time. So, it is exciting. It is. And Lee, right before we go to break, um, would you be able to talk about what is Rebiotics' pipeline? Sure. Today we have two different products. Both have full microbial complements, so broad microbiome-based uh, products. One's a, an enema product. That's our RBX2660, and we are you know, putting that through the FDA. The second one is, uh, is called RBX7455. It's a room temperature stable oral capsule containing the broad microbial spectrum. We've realized as we've gone through our work that you know not everybody wants to have an enema. Some people think that's not a good way to be. Uh, some people, you know, are interested in oral form. But more importantly, you know, to have a disease that requires chronic dosing, for example, you need to do something once a day, or you need to do it for months at a time. An enema is not the most appropriate format to do that. 
So an oral form where a patient could go to the pharmacy just like any other drug, pick it up and bring it home and dose themselves is the, is the next generation product and that we also have that in the pipeline. That's really exciting. How many capsules or tablets or uh, oral um, mode of transmission? I mean, how many would they be able to take or is it required to take? You know, at this point in time, we don't have that answer because each disease requires a different thing. So, for example, okay. if you take antibiotics, you might take, you know, from them for 10 to 14 days. So, it will, a lot will depend on the disease state that we're trying to treat. Okay, so it'll be per disease and not just, you know, um, like one capsule does it all. No, I don't think that's, I think that's where some of the experimentation comes in. Wonderful. Well, Lee, and we thank you so much. And we're going to pause now for a quick commercial break. When we return, we will continue learning more about Rebiotics, the leader in unlocking the benefits of microbiota restoration therapy, MRT, with Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Join us on September 20th in Atlanta, Georgia for the 4th Annual International Raising C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo. Visit the C. diff Foundation website at cdifffoundation.org for event details or contact the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 for additional information. Again, the website is cdifffoundation.org. To help support the C. diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at 1-844-4-CDF. 
1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more global broadcasting network. And we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics to the program. Welcome back, Lee. Thanks, Nancy. Well, it's really wonderful for you to be here, and we have learned so much about Rebiotics today and the products that are in the pipeline, and we can't thank you enough. And just the um, in, in this segment, we'd like to recap and reiterate all that we've been, been discussing. Um, where do you see the opportunities in the future for microbiome and microbe treatments? Well, I, I, that's a really good question. To me, that's the type of thing. Thing that keeps me up at night with excitement because I see that if people do a good job investigating and developing these microbe therapies or microbial therapies, it could change the way medicine is practiced. You know, today, as we've talked about, our focus is on recurrent Clostridium difficile disease, patients who suffer from this awful disease over and over again, and we believe we've come up with a really good solution to that with our first microbiota restoration therapy product, RBX2660. Uh, we do recognize that you know, other disease states might need some other types of dosing instead of just one enema. Maybe there's 10 days worth of, of treatments that would be required. So as a result of that, we've developed a room temperature stable oral form that a, a person can ultimately go into the, the pharmacy and pick up and bring home and dose themselves. If that, If this therapeutic arena can move to something like that where it's transparent to the patient what they're taking and, and it's not too complicated in terms of delivery, I, I think the sky's the limit. It's just going to be a matter of, of doing the research work to determine what that might be. Exactly. And, you know, Lee, what kinds of diseases and infections um, might microbes be used for? Uh, what do you see coming our way? Well, we know that there's a vast amount of research that's been going on in ulcerative colitis. People are thinking that if you, know, you can cure one intestinal disease, perhaps you can cure another one. So that works ongoing. Uh, we are actually working with a, a physician to look at pediatric ulcerative colitis because our belief is that if you can you know, stop that disease in its tracks or influence what people when they're children, that they will, will have less ongoing disease as adults. We also see that there's a need for treatments for people who have multi-drug-resistant organisms. People have taken a lot of antibiotics, and now their diseases are resistant to antibiotics. We think there's a, a role for a product like ours to play in, in that arena as well. Exactly. And, Lee, where can people go to learn more about rebiotics? Well, they can start with your foundation. I think we have a link to you. Uh, we have a website, rebiotics.com. There are, you know, we're on Twitter, um, we have on Facebook. Our goal was to get out as much information to people to tell them that they do have other options. So that that's some of the few things that um, that we're doing. We're currently developing a website called Talk C Diff, where more people who have Clostridium difficile disease can have access and then be able to 
uh, see you know other foundations such as yours, so that we can build a patient network of uh, for people that are looking for solutions. That's wonderful, and we look forward to seeing that also, and re, you know, sharing that with our patients calling in. And Rebiotics um, will be taking part at the International uh, C. difficile Raising Awareness Conference in Atlanta on the September twentieth. Yeah, and, and we are proud to be working with you on that. <laughs> we think you just do a tremendous job, Nancy, and you know, I, I enjoyed my time at your program last year. Well, thank you, and we are so grateful. And it's always nice to have you standing there and and sharing all of this information with all of the healthcare professionals attending, and just looking to learn more about all of this, you know, information from you. So, thank you for that. And Lee, clinical trial involvement is important. Can you discuss more about that? Yeah, just to remind people, you know, if you have if you're suffering from Clostridium difficile infection and you're looking for a clinical trial, you can find information on the CDF Foundation's website. You can find information on how to participate in our website. The other, in, the other uh, opportunity is a website called clinicaltrials.gov where they would be listing a number of different clinical trials that people who suffer from CDF can, can look into. Well, that's wonderful. And Lee, what are your final thoughts before we close out the show today? Well, I'm very excited to be talking about rebiotics, and I really appreciate the invitation, Nancy. I think we're doing groundbreaking work. We're the first company to bring a a product like this through the FDA that's standardized and stabilized, and we are excited about the clinical trial work that's going and and the outcomes data that we're seeing, and we hope to have a product like our product in the market before too terribly long so that people who are suffering from recurrent clostridium difficile disease have another uh, therapeutic, op, you know, uh, option in their in their bag to try. As we know, it's a devastating disease, and hopefully, we can add some benefit. Exactly. And how did you know that was going to be my next question? <laughs> when do you see this being released into the market? You know, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of that gets to be uh, it's dependent on the FDA and the and the clinical work. But we're aiming at 2017. Okay, not too far away. No, not too far. Okay. Well, we, we thank you so much again for being our guest here on this week's episode of C. Spores and More Global Broadcasting Network. And we have enjoyed learning about Rebiotics, the leader in unlocking the benefits of microbiota restoration therapy, MRT, with Lee Jones, founder and CEO of Rebiotics. Please join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss up-to-date information with topic experts and with company professionals who are focused and dedicated on C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety products, and much more. Once again, we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash C. diff radio. We send our get well wishes to all the patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and all wellness draining illnesses all across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corella, and until next week, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. Thank you again for joining us on this week's episode.
Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.